and welcome to Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets, presented by Prize Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. My name is David Jones at Tenacious D Jones on Twitter and on DraftKings, and I'm with the FTN Fade the Noise Network. You can read my content at FTNDaily.com and FTNBets.com. Also, check out FTN Fantasy while you're at it for all your season long stuff. So, you're here on the Mayo Media Network watching me talk about baseball. Make sure you like and subscribe to this video and to this channel. Also, make sure you check out the podcast. You can hear it essentially anywhere. Just go search for the Mayo Media Network podcast, subscribe to them, and uh, get the rest of the great t- content coming out of Pat and the boys. A lot of baseball stuff coming out now daily. A lot of golf stuff as always. Hockey stuff's up. There's a lot of stuff. You know the guy. Keep watching. Keep subscribing. Keep liking the videos. Also, we're going to be talking about Prize Picks. The show is presented by Prize Picks. If you don't know about PrizePicks.com, it's where you go and bet on fantasy on players of any sports fantasy output. If you think they're going to go over or under their fantasy score, so it's not like DraftKings, which we'll talk about shortly, where you're building a lineup. You're picking one guy in a good spot and trying to hit the over or the under. Hopefully, you don't push. Usually, you can't push. There's usually a .5 in there. So, let's talk about a couple prize picks. Go over to prizepicks.com. Use the code MMNMLB. That's Mayo Media Network MLB. Get yourself a little discount over there, but I'll talk about a couple guys that I like tomorrow. Starting off with Nelson Cruz, the lefty smasher. You should know this about Nelson Cruz. Uh, he's going to find himself in a good matchup tomorrow. He hits 440 ISO and 570 Woba against lefties with seven home runs against lefties. If you're not big into baseball numbers, those are some good averages against lefties. I don't really care who's on the mound as long as they're throwing with their left arm. And tomorrow, you're going to have a pretty good shot from Mr. Cruz. He's going to be seeing Weathers, the lefty from San Diego, who's still making a name for himself, maybe make a name for himself, maybe not make a name for himself, but against Nelson Cruz, that gets a lot harder. It's a uh, worse than average ballpark for hitting in San Diego, but it's Nelson Cruz. He can get it done anywhere. I'm going with the lefty over 8.5 tomorrow on prizepicks.com. Over. I usually pick a lot of overs because unders aren't that much fun. Overs are usually what I land on because I'm looking for guys in good spots. And when I find guys in good spots, I go over to prizepicks.com and check them out. Guess who I found? Colin Moran, a Pittsburgh Pirate. I bet you haven't bet on a Pittsburgh Pirate this year or last year for that matter. He's going up against Adrian Hauser, who's a guy who's not a complete trash can. I do not think he's a terrible pitcher by any means. Colin Moran just has his number. He has hit him very well in nine at-bats against Hauser. He has hit him six of the times. Hauser has allowed 10 hits and 10 innings pitch so far this season in one home run. I think Moran can hit him once, maybe twice, and get over his over over on prizepicks.com. So check those two out. Colin Moran's is only 5.5 as of now. Hit the over. I'm taking the over on both of those. Cool. All right, let's talk about DraftKings. Pretty excited about the DraftKings slate tomorrow. Uh, We've got a really large contest. I love to see the Friday contest. If you have the bankroll, you can invest 100 or 150, I wish that was it, $1,500 into DraftKings for a chance to win a quarter million dollars up top. It's a big mega gold glove. I'm going to throw one single bullet in there and try and take down a quarter million dollars and make my weekend great. Okay, who am I going to pitch? A lot of options, 14 games tonight. 
if I'm looking up top, I've got to choose, I've got to decide if I'm going to go with DeGrom at Coors. DeGrom, great pitcher, but it's at Coors. That's always a little bit scary because Coors is such a good place to to hit the ball. So maybe we take the uh, the bats there instead of the pitchers. I'm probably going to fade DeGrom. He's the highest price guy. I just don't like that he's in Coors. That's the analysis. Walker Bueller against San Diego. I don't, I don't know if I want to get there either. The Dodgers should win. They're going to be traveling tonight. They they should win. I, I just it, but San Diego. I, the bats are pretty good. I don't know if I want to get to Bueller. Max Scherzer has started kind of slow or not slow. That's not very fair. He's done well. It's just maybe not the Max Scherzer you're used to seeing. The Max Scherzer scores with. I think he had 18.5 and 20 DraftKings points the first two games, but he was also limited on his pitches. That's why I'm going to go back to Max Scherzer. I think they're going to get his pitch count up. They were around 80. The first two games um, at Atlanta, he did allow four home runs, which is terrible. That's not Max Scherzer-esque, but he did get nine strikeouts. And while allowing four home runs, a lot of home runs, you don't want that, he was still able to fall into 20.5 DraftKings points. Now, you want more than 20.5 DraftKings points if you're paying up 10-4 for Max. But that was against the Atlanta Braves, and then he played the Dodgers. He got 5Ks against the Dodgers, still almost got to 19 points. This should be a ceiling game against the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are staying in Washington over the night. After swinging the bat very, very well um, against Patrick Corbin this evening, if you're watching this on Thursday night, um, but Max Scherzer is not Corbin. His pitch count, I think, goes up. He was averaging over 100 pitches a game last year. Does he get there this game? Probably not, but I think he gets closer. I think he's going to have a chance to get more strikeouts than he has got. He had double-digit strikeouts in, I believe, five five to six games last year, and just over that, uh, I think seven games, he didn't have double-digit strikeouts, but this is a better matchup for him. Over the last three games, not including tonight, because I don't have the analysis on that yet, the game's still going on, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks were in the bottom third of strikeouts in MLB, so I'll take that, and I think Scherzer's still going to be able to shove it. It's still Max Scherzer. I mean, coming off two years off that World Series, Absolute GOAT. I think he's one of the best pitchers of all time. I think he can snap back into it, especially after a loss against Kershaw. Last game, Max Scherzer is a guy that just kind of pushes it when he wants to. It seems like a good place for him to push it. With the Nationals coming off the loss, Scherzer coming off the loss against Kershaw. Nut matchup for Scherzer. I'm going to be pitching Matt Scherzer, third highest price pitcher, and then I'm going to have to find some value down below. Check out ftndaily.com today or tomorrow. We have three or four different guys breaking down the pitchers, breaking down the hitters. We'll give you some of the value, guys. I'm just, I'm not there yet. I'm picking out my favorite arm. That's Max Scherzer. So check us out over there if you want an SP2 over on DraftKings. Try and win a quarter of a million dollars. Cool? Sound good? All right. Well, let's talk about some bats. So I said I didn't probably want to play DeGrom because he's going into cores. You're worried about hitting conditions in cores, even though DeGrom's going against Gonzalez, Chichi Gonzalez. Uh, worse pitcher than Jacob DeGrom, obviously. I think the Mets should win, and the Mets should win not only by DeGrom. I think they're going to win with their bats, too. It's in cores. I typically don't like to come on a show and talk about bats in cores because everyone knows bats in cores is probably a good thing to target. But... That's just where I'm going to land tomorrow. I think it's a good spot. I know the weather's going to be a little bit on the chilly side, but I do like to target Chichi Gonzalez. Uh, he's just not a guy that... 
I don't think he's going to be able to hold the Mets down. If you look at him on paper so far this year, you're going to say, okay, he looks pretty good. He's got a 3.60 ERA, um, but when you dig in a little bit, you notice that he has not been pitching many innings. He's played the Dodgers twice. He pitched two innings against the Dodgers uh, the first game, and it took him 40 pitches to get through two innings, and he allowed three earned runs. That's bad. The second game, he got three innings, 41 pitches, allowed zero runs, so... Still bad as far as the pitch count goes. Kind of got lucky, I assume. I don't didn't watch that game, but I know if you're looking at 40 pitches through three innings, it's okay, maybe more average. That was a better game for, for him against the Dodgers. First one was bad. Against San Francisco, five innings, 80 pitches, got pulled, one earned run, three walks, or six walks, excuse me. Um, in, in, uh, it's just it's not that good. Or six walks, six walks in the first three games over 10 innings. Let me make sure I get that right. Against San Francisco, five innings pitched, 80 pitches, allowed one earned run, allowed three walks that game, but six walks total over the first three games, which was 10 innings pitched. Got it out. So Chichi Gonzalez, last year, he was not that good. His pitches were still low. The innings he was getting through were still low. And I want to target the Rockies here, not just because of Chi-Chi, even though I do like to target Chi-Chi. I just don't think he's going to last that long. And then you're going to have half the game of the, the Rockies' bullpen, which is really bad. So I think the Mets can get to him. Uh, last year, Chi-Chi finished with a 6.86 ERA, three home runs and cores in 14 innings pitched, which is better than, honestly, I thought he was going to be. But I still know who Chi-Chi Gonzalez is. I still know it's Coors. Field. I still know he's not going to make it a long time, so I'm going to use the Mets bats against him. That's how it's going to be. Pete Alonso got going. He is hitting, uh, starting to hit well anyways. He is one of the best uh, righty hitters on the team. That's for sure. If you look at his numbers last year, if you look at the power he was producing, if you look at ISO, if you look at WOBA, 12 home runs against righties, 280 ISO, 370 WOBA. He's the power bat. He's your cleanup man. Um, I Again, don't typically like to roster people in cores, but the prices, are, just because of the chalk factor, but the prices are going to be good on the Mets tomorrow. They are cheaper than I was expecting to see them. And so let's let's go with some Mets. And really on these big slates too, when you have a chalk, a, a chalk team like that, you've got 14 games. That means you've got 28 teams. I just don't think it's going to be overwhelmingly overowned in cores because there's so many choices and there's so many different ways you can go so many different directions. So I'm going to I'm going to play the Mets. Get it? Okay. Dominique Smith, nine homers last year against righties, 330 ISO. That's better than Pete Alonso. 400 Woba. That's better than Pete Alonso. Just not as many at bats. Dominic Smith got hot the other night. Uh, I think you can go back to him here. In his last game, he had three hits. In the five games before that, he had a hit in each of them except one against Philly. He's at least getting on the bags, and uh, it is not as good of hitting conditions as it is in Coors. You already know that. Brandon Nemo, like him, seven homers last year, 420 Woba. Like it. Francisco Lindor, the new Met. The new Met needs to show up. Show up in Coors. He can do it. Of course he can. He's great. Signed a huge contract. Congratulations to him. He's rich. 320 Woba with eight homers last year's against righty. Then you can fill it out with a five or six guy, Jeff McNeil, Michael Conforto, both profile just fine. And if I like the four guys ahead of them, I like that they're getting on bags. I think Conforto and McNeil can get an RBI or two. If one of them hits it over, you're golden because you're getting all those points. Give us a grand slam, Winnius. We'll see if they can do it. Who knows? They can. Will they? I don't know. Hope so. I'm going to play the Mets. All right. Felt like I talked fast through that, but I guess I was getting excited about the Mets. Let's talk about some one-off bats you can fill your lineups with. You 
typically like to stack in MLB just because we've gone over this before. You want the RBIs, you want the guys on the bag, you want the walks, you want the runs, you want the homers that are getting your guys in, you want four guys on your team scoring at once as opposed to one. That's how you typically want to do it. But sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you have to pick some one-off bats. So go around different teams, find pitchers that you want to target but can't find the stacks, and uh, try and jam one of these guys. It might be hard. Some of them are expensive, but expensive, but that's because they're in a really good spot. You've got Bryce Harper going up against Carlos Martinez. Bryce Harper, a guy that I don't typically roster either unless he owns Martinez like he does. He has two hits off Martinez in his career. Both of them are home runs. That sounds pretty good to me. Uh, I, I guess I'm a BVP guy today, but he can do it. Bryce Harper obviously can hit Martinez. Martinez is struggling bad. Bryce Harper is a good play tomorrow. Nelson Cruz talked about him in the prize picks. Lefty Masher versus Andrew Heaney had a terrible Terrible first game, bounce back in the second game, don't care, Cruz should get to him. I think he is worse than he showed in the second game, but better than he showed in the first game. Meech in the middle, Nelson Cruz is still better than both of them. Colin Moran mentioned him with the prizepicks.com pick two, told you why I liked him. Anthony Santander, the Oriole, probably a guy you might not be too familiar with, but Santander is going to be going up against Mike Foltinevich, former Brave, now on the Texas Rangers. Really, really struggled the past two years, but really struggled because of injury. Past two years, velocity way down, speed way down, control way down. Looked bad at the first game he pitched this season. Looked better. Second game he pitched, I know from watching him, being a Braves fan, from knowing Fulte, he is starting to round the curve. He is starting to look better, but I do not think he is all the way there yet. And I like the hitting environment in Texas, so I'm going with Anthony Santander. He is the best righty hitter on the team if you're just judging by homers and averages, which is a good thing to judge by So in, in 2020. So Anthony Santander, I like him. I'm going to take a couple of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, the uh, World Series Tampa Bay Rays. Too bad they didn't win it. I, I would have liked to see him win it. I'm not going to lie. I would have liked to see him win it as a Braves fan, but you know the team that beat the Braves won the World Series. Can't complain about that either. Give me Austin Meadows and Randy, both of them. Set them backwards, but that's who I like. Uh, the stud. The Rand man, love him. I want to get a homer from him. I mean, he should he should do fine, right? He looks like an absolute stud. He looks like Acuna when he came up. He looks like Juan Soto when he came up. He's going to be great for a long time. You can go with him. Uh, he's been getting on base almost every game so far this season. He started off hot. Uh, kind of cooled down the past two games. Didn't get on uh, base the last two against Texas, but he should bounce back, bounce back out of it. So give me some Rand. And give me some Meadows. Last guy I'm going to talk about is going to be Kyle Schwarber going up against Tyler Hickman, who looked decent. Uh, uh, looked decent, but I think Washington's going to be out for revenge. Um, and he is going to uh, he's going to be the best guy in the best situation to hit a home run, hitting cleanup with the most home runs in 2020 against righty. So I'll go with him. Kyle Schwarber. Uh, yeah, those are my one-offs. We're going to have to look for some value tomorrow. I realize that these guys are expensive, but uh, we're going to have to try and do that over at FTNDaily.com. We're going to need to see these lineups come out. I browsed over it, didn't see any value standing out too much today, or I would have included it. But if it's not there, I'm not going to include it. Lastly, I'm going to talk to you about a couple bets. Uh, I'm going to go with the Orioles and the Rangers over 8.5. I don't like either pitcher in this game. I think the bats are a little underrated. I like the Orioles tomorrow. I do like the Rangers tomorrow. I think 
I, I think it could actually kind of be a shootout. We'll see. I mean, maybe one side does all the shooting. I don't know. But over 8.5 seems pretty good. I'm just not there on Lopez. I'm not there on Fulte. I think the bats get to him. Last bet, I'm going to take the Phillies. Eflin versus Carlos Martinez. I'm going to take Eflin. I'm going to take the Phillies bats. Uh, that's what it's going to be. Phillies money line. And it's pretty pretty reasonable right now. I saw it at one, minus 129 last time I looked. So hop on that. So Orioles, Ray, Orioles Rangers over 8.5. Phillies money line. I hope I can go two for two there. I hope I can go two for two on the prize picks. I hope the Mets go off. I hope Max Scherzer has a resurgence. Thanks for watching. Please smash the like button. Subscribe to the channel. Come check out my content at ftndaily.com. Come follow me on Twitter at Tenacious D. Jones. And I appreciate you watching. Good luck. See you next time.